0: Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we have a special guest, first time to the podcast, uh, Charlotte Observer reporter Elena Getzenberg. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we, we appreciate it. Um, so Elena has been with the Observer I think since the, towards the end of 2019,
1: right? Yep, you got it, November 2019. I, I probably shouldn't be sharing this, but when I, my first, when I was hired, the team proceeded to lose that long eight game losing streak, Cam Newton went on IR, Ron Rivera got fired, so you're welcome. That, that, was my, that was my introduction to the beat. Literally, Cam went on IR that first week, so yeah, yep. sorry. Oh, man.
2: Well, to be fair, he should have been on IR a long time before that,
1: so yeah, <laughs> right. yep. he should yep. have.
0: So our, our personal Panthers bad luck charm, Elena Gessenberg, <laughs> here with us.
1: Okay, I, and then I saw this 2020 season, which was like, okay, which was average. So I'll take that.
0: <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, since you joined the team, you know, you've had some inter- a couple interesting seasons here, you know, the, with the Ron Rivera getting fired, the whole cam debacle, uh, and now COVID, a new coaching staff, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, it hasn't been boring, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm tired no the team has had like i i was telling someone the other day like i don't like i just didn't get to meet a ton of guys like that were on the 2019 rosters in mm-hmm. person so like this group like has like almost so few like people that were on that rosters and the coaching yeah. staff in the front office so it's a bunch of craziness
0: yeah it's just everything's new um, i yeah. was gonna ask you so since you you did get in towards i guess what halfway through the mm-hmm. first uh, or the first season that you were there what was the difference mainly uh, between last season and this season given covid and everything like that you know was your job harder more fun less fun
1: yeah it was harder um i think because you know when even though i was like very new and very overwhelmed when i started in mm-hmm. 2019 um you could go up to anyone you wanted, you know, like anyone in the locker room. I could be like, "Hi, I'm Elena. Like, what's your name? <laughs> like, shake someone's, you know, like actually like have a normal conversation. Be like, oh, you know, I I was at the Dallas Morning News before I took this. So I was like, you know, oh, you lived in Texas, you know, like make connections, like stuff right. like that. And over Zoom, you really <laughs> your <laughs> options for doing that are severely limited. Um, so that was a big challenge. we just kind of one-on-one conversation and like actually like getting to know a human being um made it very difficult and also with the new coaching staff you know it's Mm -hmm. you would love to like you know there's a I didn't realize this before 2020 but there's a big difference between having an in-person press conference where you can like make real eye contact with (laughs) someone and like zoom because I could be looking at whatever right like it's, it's just a whole different thing so it's definitely harder but um, it was it was an interesting introduction, I would say, and I feel like everything else from now on will be easier.
0: There you go. <laughs> have you? Actually, been you gotta able... look at
1: it positively, or else it's too right. <laughs> so. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, have you been able to get any FaceTime with anybody in the organization?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've seen uh, Matt Rule. Uh, Uh, you know because i actually um the last in-person thing was the combine last year so Mm -hmm. i got to see uh coach will a few times that which was great like in retrospect i didn't realize like how precious (laughs) that was (laughs) um and other members of the coaching staff like at the senior bowl um this past um couple months ago times a couple months ago um and a handful of players here and there um sometimes when you're near the stadium you (laughs) run into teddy bridgewater on his little scooter he rode, you know like rode around um so it's just kind of like you know and when you're at practice they'll like wait you know like you'll right. see people and that sort of thing but not any i mean like i'm able to list like the things yeah. like so that's that's kind of where it is
0: that's, that's kind of a bummer right like yeah Hopefully next year maybe things will be different, right? Fingers crossed.
1: Listen, we're we're hoping. We're hoping that even like a, a step forward would be a good thing. So
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: As someone who never gets to leave his house besides taking his daughter to his parents' house, it's it's annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every is- everyone's going through it. So if like a Zoom press conference <laughs> mm-hmm. is like the worst mm-hmm. thing I have to deal with, you know, it's okay.
0: Well, you want to go ahead and get into some Panthers talk?
1: Let's do it. I'm always willing to talk. It. It's, it's all I do. That's all I do. So
2: definitely <laughs> real quickly. You said that you kind of started at the tail end of the Ron Rivera and then you got to meet Matt rule. Yep. Was, was there a big difference to you than the style that they kind of went with or, you know?
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're very different individuals. Um, I don't know in terms of what you mean, but like, overall, they're very different. Um, I've heard their coaching styles are very different. They're very different. Um, I think Matt Rules can be a little more, uh, how do I say this kind of? Fiery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He tends to, he's a little more yelly, maybe, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's a different style. Um, I mean, in terms of like smaller things, like their practices were run very differently. Like Ron would start with special teams and Matt Rule starts with kind of some individual, you know, like individual feels yeah. like there's different approaches like you see all over the place, like in the building. Like Matt Rule brought in a lot of um, sports science y kind of, you know, workout kind of spaces. There's a stretching massage room that used to be the media room, um, yeah. which Matt Rule made sure to point out to us. Um, <laughs> you know, he brought in some stuff to the building like that kind of, he had put a priority on investing in some player wellness stuff that you know I don't know if that's all on Ron but like that wasn't there before um yeah and I think they're very yeah Ron is (laughs) I I have heard you know they're both liked like I I actually have heard you know players seem Mm -hmm. to like both of them I think Matt Rule comes off a little stronger if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like you know that fiery kind of thing I think applies in multiple levels
0: I know one of the things that As a Panthers fan, we always loved, you know, really from John Fox through Rivera was the kind of the culture around the team. It seemed like a very tight knit group. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody had a lot of respect for the coaching staff. Um, I know you haven't been able to be kind of in the locker room with these guys or that close to them. But have you noticed that that's kind of continued on with the Matt Rule era?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little different because um, when we, you know, Ron Rivera built and it should be. Ron built something over a yeah. about 10-year period that you know they had success. He was able to build kind of you know mm-hmm. what he wanted to. And I think um, from what I've heard and like based on what players say, like now I think they you know the ones who are still there like are, have bought in to what he's saying. But like Matt Rule said this during like the year, like it took these players some time. Um, I was not immediate the buy-in. I mean, I'm sure he brought over a lot of guys that he coached in college. It's right. not a secret. <laughs> um, so I don't think it took those guys as long. But I think some of the guys who were newer to him and to his coach coaching staff, um, there was there, it, the beginning of the season. Not everyone was bought in. Yeah. Um, that's not a secret. Um, yeah. It took time, and like I think we saw that with the defense, like mm-hmm. them not really listening to what they were supposed right. to be doing, you know, or things <laughs> things weren't going right on who's to blame for that. That's a conversation for another day. But you know, it took time. It took time to buy in. But I think you do see um, players now like they're 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 on the same page and they understand what he's doing. So I think going forward we'll see more of that kind of structure being built in terms of this program and what they want it to look like. Okay. Nice. Now it takes time. It takes time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now with free
2: agency and full swing, the Panthers have added a few offensive linemen, Um, Cameron Irving, Pat Elfing and John Miller today. Mm -hmm. Do you see them kind of going back into that? Well, as I am not very happy with those signings. I like John Miller, but the other two I was questioning.
1: Yeah. Fair. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I, um, I kind of went into this thinking, you know, Matt rule talked a lot about, or talked about, and like, I, we saw they went all defense last year in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I always was kind of going into this draft being like, they're, they're going to go a little more offense because they can't go off. <laughs> you know, there's only like so many young defensive players a, a team can hold. So I always expected that offensive line would be addressed through the draft in some capacity. Um, I wasn't in love with the, the two early free agent signings either I didn't get it. Um, I mean, I think what it boils down to is they brought in two really versatile offensive linemen. You know, they can yeah. play. I mean, Cameron Irving has literally played every single position on the offensive line. Like, And they they put that as the top priority. That is That was it, was the versatility. And I would make the argument that that shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> versatility is important, but I, not in losing quality. Uh, no offense to those guys, but they're not that good. So I think um, I would say patient with it. I do think they'll address it in some way through the draft, but I also think, I mean, they have the structure for like, what it looked like, like Taylor Moten at right tackle is good. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, Matt Paradis will be center, And then the guard spots are a little, you know, John Mellor right now, looks like he'd be right guard, which I think is not a long-term answer, but it's fine. And then I think left tackle is where the big question mark is to me. Yeah. Like they can find someone like I think Dennis Daly could be good at left guard. I think they could find a good solution there, but left tackle. I mean, we have to remember Greg little is on this roster and they need to make sure that that's not going to work in my opinion, just because of what they invested. So I would stay patient, but I also, I agree. I, I would have gone elsewhere with those signings, um, but it gives them depth and versatility is what it comes down to.
2: Well, Steven knows this. My biggest issue is that was the first day of tampering that they signed them. It's like, yeah. this is who you go after.
1: Yeah. It's like I, they had picked out two offensive linemen that were versatile and they mm. said, let's just take care of that. So they did. And you, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think I would not have done it, but they clearly had an, a very clear need that they wanted to fill in. They did.
0: Uh, at least they're relatively inexpensive right and then they're yeah. short deals so no uh, no
1: no player this sorry to interrupt you but no, no. player they signed is expensive like they're right. all like yeah. even hassan Reddick like <laughs> yeah they, they spread out his cap for so many years that even right. he's not expensive so it was all cheap is
0: as, as how you know i don't want to say that that the panthers have been aggressive but I think they've been a little more aggressive than I thought they might be this early in free agency, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going after Redick and, and Denzel Perryman. And um, that's pretty much it. But, <laughs> you know, in terms of, in <laughs> yeah. terms of guys, I think that were desired a lot. Um, have they been more aggressive than you thought they might be? Or is this about what you expected from free agency so far?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. The Hassan Reddick signing, I was... <laughs> on multiple for multiple reasons not expecting mm-hmm. um, i i think the, he was cheaper than the panthers thought he would be mm-hmm. part, is part of it um and i mean it he if he plays well like what a signing because right. they needed someone there it's not like it wasn't a, a need um but yeah they in that capacity i'd say the Hassan reddick signings did i was not necessarily expecting that um and besides that, they're just kind of. I mean, the Denzel Perryman, I like the signing, but he makes, he's had so many injuries. But right. like, yeah. and after the Russell Kuhn experience, like <laughs> anyone who's a veteran player with injuries, you know, I'd put a little red flag up against. Um, but yeah. I like the signing overall. And yeah, I think they're, it was surprising. The Son Redick signing surprised me. But other than that, I think they're kind of doing what we thought and just filling literally filling holes on the roster like you yeah. can go like each signing had someone who left in free agency to correspond with him almost like mm. you know there's yeah. a very clear like okay you know chris manhurst left you know different skill set than dan yeah. arnold but you know they brought in another tight end for depth like you can see like where those are so the, definitely the at the big signing you know, of Hassan Reddick, but other than that I think it's it's just they their roster lost a lot of guys and they were kind of filling in those holes
2: now speaking of Hassan Reddick, he's kind of a tweener of a defensive end outside mm-hmm. linebacker and same with Brian Burns mm-hmm. do you see this team maybe transitioning to kind of a 3-4 or just using just three four packages with them or
1: yeah it's an interesting question because it, it could make sense, but I think, I think I still see it being, like, a, like, worth, my problem with this is, I don't know if, like, they were a 4-3 base last year, right, like, mm-hmm. it, but, like, they switched out of it, like, so, you know, they, they presented so many different looks that, you know, they were a 4-3 base, and I see them kind of staying in that, but I think they're going to switch it up more, like, I think you'll see Hassan Redick based on, you know, what he said, what, what the tone has been that like, they're going to kind of let him do a lot of different things. Like they're going to let him do what he did in Arizona for sure. But they're also going to use him in more ways than one, like they did with Brian Burns last year. So I think it's kind of going to be what we saw with Brian last year with like, you know, sometimes he dropped back and I don't know mm-hmm. if that was a going to, but you know, sometimes he dropped back and like you saw him do a lot of things. I think it's going to be the same thing. I would be a little surprised if they switched more like to a three, four base, but I think, I think it's just going to be even more different. I think it will be more diverse looks even than we saw last year.
0: Yeah. I guess one of the reasons we we were wondering about the three, four was because, you know, KK short gone, Zach Kerr gone FA Obata gone these guys that you could slot into that DT spot, uh, the interior defensive line, you know, do you see them addressing that, spot in the draft and why did they let go of Zach Kerr <laughs> <laughs> that's the
1: existential question one thing I will say on the defensive front while we're talking about that we also saw a lot of like 3-3-5 left you know like we mm-hmm. saw a lot and I wouldn't be surprised if it's like you know it's going to be a mix of all of those yeah. in my opinion but the Zach Kerr thing, people are really bothered by that. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I would not have released him either. I was surprised when we found out. Um, I think it's a couple of things. I think he's older, um, and he wasn't. I still have mixed feelings about it, so I'm trying not to let that impact it. <laughs> sure, I, I would not sure. have done it, because the depth there to me is concerning. Uh-huh. and. It, I think an explanation of it could be that they're moving away from that more like, you know, we're going to have a 4-3, like it's going to start, like I really do think it's going to be, like calling it a 4-3 base, like it's so, so loose to me because I don't think we're really going to see like a traditional, how often you're going to see like a traditional 4-3 next year, I think is a big question mark and maybe contributed to moving on from Zach, but they, they caught a little bit of money, and I think, you know, they're looking at other options. I mean, I know at one point they were interested in bringing KK back at the right mm-hmm. price, and he's still around. I, KK is a better player than Zach Kerr at a very similar age. Sure. Um, and injury, somewhat injury history, but they're, they're worried about KK's shoulders, understandably. Yeah. Um, so I think it came down to saving a little bit of money and that he didn't fit maybe with kind of the defense they're moving more towards, which is less of a traditional – a traditional 4-3 and I think yeah. Zach Kerr more fits to that and he's a little slower so I think I think that contributes in I would not have done it um and I do think they'll address it they don't have like another three technique defensive attack mm-hmm. no. like like not one that like yeah They I mean they really don't um so I do think they will address it in some capacity um yes it will be addressed because it's a glaring need. So. Yeah.
2: I, I think Bravion Roy and Derek Brown are the only defensive tackles currently yeah. on the roster.
1: It's, and there's, there's um one other guy, Mike um, Panis, whatever his uh. last name is, <laughs> who was like, it was a practice squad guy. So yes, those are the only guys and Bravion is not, he's more of a no, you know, like he's not yeah. like a, yeah, it's, it's a desperate need and they will, they will address it. Um, the Zach Kerr thing. I did not agree with at all. So yeah. I'm here. I'm here with you. I, I thought it was stupid, but
0: it's just such a small amount of money that, you know, yeah. 1.3 mm-hmm. million that they cleared. And, I, you know, I was just like, who out there could they sign for 1.3 million that would be as, you know, and, and Zach Kerr wasn't lighting the world on fire or anything, but he was yeah. serviceable. And I think I thought he stepped in fairly well for KK. Yeah. Um yeah, Another departure did. that bothered me was F.A. And maybe because yeah. I just like F.A. as a person so much. <laughs> and I love as his you story. Should. Just a yeah. great
1: individual. Yeah. Can't say enough. good. He's, he's amazing. I really right. like
0: him. And, and the deal that he signed, uh, I guess today, right? With yep. Buffalo also seemed pretty inexpensive. And I know the Panthers don't have a ton of money. But it seems like with all these voidable years and everything that you can make room for a smaller contract like that Mm -hmm. so do you have any insight on why why they decided to go a different way they tried to cut him last year too like I just you know why don't they like F.A. what's wrong with (laughs) F.A.
1: they They, when they cut him last year it was a risk it was kind of like a risk reward move they had every intention of they when they cut him they had every intention of bringing him back and crossing their fingers that no one picked him up it was more like a transaction where they crossed their fingers in it (laughs) For them, it worked out. <laughs> like it may not have, but that was not the intent there. Um, this year, you know, I was kind of, you know, I would have done everything in my power to re-sign him as well. I would have, I would have tendered him if I was the mm-hmm. Panthers. Um, I think it's a couple things. They did offer him. It's not like they didn't want him. Um, they did. There was a offer. There was a con. You know, they gave him what they thought. Um, ultimately, it came down to, you know, whatever. It was not. The value, I guess their value of FA is not what FA's value and his age, his new agents, um, (laughs) just, you know, keep that in mind, his new agents, um, how they viewed what he could get. Right. So it just didn't match. Um, And the Panthers ultimately like, they didn't want to overpay for what they viewed and it's hard. (laughs) And I think, you know, I think a lot of how we view F.A. is um, from his story and like all that. Mm-hmm. He also had a good year last year. Like I right. I yeah. thought um, he improved and I I liked him as depth on the roster. Um, but I think, you know, the Panthers are kind of sticking to this thing where if their value of someone isn't what the contract is, then they're showing this offseason that they're not going to pay it. Right. They're not. I mean, we look back on those Dave Gettleman years. <laughs> I don't know, if this <laughs> or, I hate to bring that back, but like we, I mean, when I was learning about like, he got so much crap for overpaying in that kind of situation mm-hmm. when like it wasn't there. So it seems like, you know, from what we're seeing so far, this front office is kind of doing the opposite where they're like, you know, we view you at this salary. And clearly, I mean, they weren't willing to pay a certain amount and that was that, so. Less, less emotions involved this time around. Now, I, would so- I would be a
0: terrible like, GM.
1: You're a great <laughs> Me guy. Too. Me too. Whenever I think about making those hard decisions, I'm like, thank yeah. God I'm not a GM. Right. I would be, I'm so indecisive. Like, it'd be so bad.
2: Do you think Scott Federer is having a lot of input on these type of things? Like you said with Obata, this is what we think he's worth. Mm-hmm. Either that or he can go test the market.
1: I think it's a combination i think matt rule will always have his hand in these kind of decisions um because it's yeah. matt rules team and it's matt rules organization right now um
2: matt rules the panthers
1: yeah and and david <laughs> tepper with his hands like in where he wants it to be um but yeah i think i think he's having some say i think definitely scott is like is overseeing these personnel decisions but it's not without Matt's input or being on the same page like I think there's a lot of communication and Scott is more directly involved with personnel decisions while Matt rules a pro day. you know like in like yeah. doing other such things but they are absolutely making these this is a a group effort
0: it's just it's so different from what we're used to right with Marty Herney and Dave mm-hmm. Gettleman you know where we're, you know these guys that they just get big, big contracts to stick around. And, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, yeah.
1: I would so, also say one other side thing to yeah. put with like the contract, like right now the Panthers have a ton of cap space and a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, Oh, is, you know, like, yeah. and I think there's a few things, like I think they're anticipating um, paying a first round pick, a significant amount of money. Take that mm-hmm. for what you will, you know, if they're trading up that first round pick is going to need, you know, they need a bigger mm-hmm. contract. Um, And also like, I think, you know, patience is something like in this free agency, there are a lot of good like players still available. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everyone needs to like, you know, I think they could still add and like, you know, they're, they're being cheap for a reason this year. Um, And it may it hasn't all like to, you know, wrap it up with a bow right now. I think it's too early.
0: Sure. And, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with the value, I guess that they've gotten so far. Mm uh with the players that they've added uh what's the your what's the best off-season move you think they've done so far not necessarily the best player mm. but the best off-season move total It could be a cut could be you know uh, an addition mm.
1: that's a good question <laughs> um I really did like the Hassan Reddick signing. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like, I thought that was cool. And it it, like, I think it will instantly like help their defensive line, obviously. Mm -hmm. And like, it's great for, I mean, I tweeted this, like happy day for Brian Burns. Like (laughs) that's great for him. Um, I think my, I'm trying to think. Um, You know, this was kind of smaller, but like, I thought restructured, this is like super small, like <laughs> they restructured Christian and Shaq's contracts. And uh-huh. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we're hearing all this talk about Christian being part of a potential trade with De- uh-huh. for Deshaun Watson or f- for whoever. And when you push the money back like that, it makes him much harder to trade. Uh-huh. Like he's almost like, you know, like, yeah. and I didn't really think they were ever going to, tr- you know, yeah. It seems like a bit of a reach. It makes more sense to trade a young defensive player, in, in my opinion, if I was the Houston Texans um, or <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, you know, like should we All make right. a list? Um, <laughs> but I thought that was interesting because it showed like a few things. Obviously, Christian is still getting paid, but he would have gotten paid otherwise. But it showed kind of this front office being a little more flexible. You know, like mm-hmm. Scott is going to kind of bring over – I mean, a lot of front offices do it, but like – I just thought that was really interesting. That was probably yeah. my most interesting one of the off season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall I like what I would say was my favorite was what they've done. I know despite <laughs> moving on from FA and Zach Kerr, I like what they've brought into the defensive line. I would say like, I think those additions, like I liked bringing in Morgan Fox. Like I thought that was mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Um, I liked, like I said, Hassan Redick. So I think what they've done in like, what they'll continue to do on the defensive line. I thought those were some really smart pieces. Yeah.
2: Now you brought up the name Deshaun Watson. <laughs>
0: we gotta Sorry talk to about do this. Who? <laughs> Who?
1: <laughs> what about him?
2: It's not like we this podcast doesn't mention him every episode lately.
1: I can't imagine why.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Is there an actual possibility that they're still going to go for him at this point with all these lawsuits? Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah. Not even
2: a hesitation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think um, where that stands. Um, I mean, I think we're kind of where the teams that were interested in Deshaun, like, there's a bit of a pause, right? Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the best way to describe it is today, like tomorrow, like, watch, now someone's going to trade for him tomorrow. But, like, (laughs) I just think we don't know like nobody knows kind of where this stuff stands and it's a very serious thing and like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it's true then you know and if it's not true it's also very serious because these are serious allegations against a human being um so i think it's a little bit of a pause but i don't think it's gonna right now where we stand today and that could change very quickly but like I don't think we're at the point yet where a team like someone who is so interested, like the Panthers is going to be like, we are absolutely like, we're like, he's off the list. Like, I don't think we're there yet. Um, But it it complicates things more so because of the draft. Like that's to me where the complication comes in because you know, the Panthers have to decide if they're going to wait this, this thing could play out for months. Uh So you kind of have to decide where you are with that. And I think as we get closer to the draft and these pro days finish up and they see everyone in person, maybe we'll get more of a sense of how patient (laughs) they're willing to be. And if the Texans get a little, you know, start answering phone calls, which they're still not. So Mm -hmm. I would say it's at a pause, but it's not like a X because I mean, if the if team traded for him right now. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think we have to let it – everyone needs to let it uh, play out a little bit is what I would say.
0: Yeah, I guess the draft would pretty much be the deadline, right? Because the Panthers are – there's a lot of quarterbacks that the Panthers seem to like <laughs> in <Wow>. the draft. <laughs>
1: yeah, you would yeah. think. We'll see. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll also be interesting to see if the draft – spurs the Texans you know like and Mm -hmm. it's also a deadline for them right because they would need to figure out what they're doing at quarterback and is it Tyrod Taylor if Deshaun's not Right. <laughs> um, which I thought people made too big of a deal about the Tyrod Taylor signing because the Texans didn't have another quarterback on the roster. I just needed to yeah. point that out. <laughs> but it's really bothered me. But yeah, but I, I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's, that's definitely a deadline in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think this has put like a, a, it just complicates things, I would say. It hasn't canceled stuff out yet, but it, it definitely makes things more complicated.
2: Now you mentioned being at the pro day. Was there anybody that you could kind of see this the coaches like really gathering towards, or talked highly of, or?
1: Oh, at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean. Matt Rule really likes Mac Jones. Like for whatever you want to say about actually drafting him, like that's not even what I mean by this, but he, I mean, he likes Mac Jones, like as a human (laughs) and Mm -hmm. as some of his qualities, like as a leader and all that, that does, I'm not saying they're drafting him, but like but there's definitely qualities. I mean, Matt rule also like tried to get him to come to Baylor. Like he's known him for a bit Mm -hmm. and about him. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I mean, I think one guy that Matt Rule really talked up um, after was Richie Grant, who's like his safety, who's like like Mount people have talked about him since has like yeah. really skyrocketed. Um, that was someone they really liked. Um, but I think I think the big takeaway from the Senior Bowl was like whoever they picked from, they're gonna take some guy. I mean, the the history shows they will take someone from that. But like, I can't believe some teams turned it down because like they really like. It they were in love at the senior bowl just like getting to see these guys in person so i would they will would, they would absolutely take someone they coached at the senior bowl and um that was the big takeaway though was that they got to see these guys up close and personal and Matt rule was in heaven so <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we look into the fact at all that they did not attend matt jones's pro day and I, I think he's got another one coming up right
1: yeah so he's throwing next week okay. however it is the same day as Justin Fields' Pro Day, um, and okay. there is evidence, and it would not, I will say this, it would not be surprised to see Matt Rule at Justin, you know, at the Ohio mm-hmm. State Pro Day. Um, I would, um, I read a little bit into it, but I wouldn't like over read into it, if that makes okay. sense. I think there's a reason for teams not to show all of their cards because you don't want the other teams to know you know Mm -hmm. where your draft board is exactly and they've seen a lot of mac jones so like i do think it's interesting and it's absolutely they could have sent joe brady who has this is what's more interesting about to me is joe brady wasn't there and Mm -hmm. he has he wasn't at the senior bowl because he was dealing with covid protocols so if he's not you know like that's more i would keep an eye on that if he's not at um, the pro day next week, then Joe Brady will not, I mean, outside of like playing out, you know, like, oh, yeah. he didn't play when Mac Jones is playing. <laughs> I take it back. He will have not seen Mac Jones throw in person. So that's kind of a little more interesting to me. And I would, as I said, wouldn't be too much into it, but it doesn't not, it means something like, I think yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. And cause they're going to be at these other they're, they're going to be taking a look at these quarterbacks. So right. it's interesting yeah. that they were not there.
2: It's no secret. They plan on upgrading their quarterback position. Yes.
1: <laughs> what, what do you mean? They love Teddy Bridgewater.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we
0: can tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was curious to see if you had any, I guess, insight into why the Panthers seem to be in on the Chris Carson deal like they they seem to really want or I guess they made an offer or they at least were in talks with him um yet they let Mike Davis go that those two things don't seem to make sense to me any thoughts on that
1: yeah I mean I think they were expressing interest in Chris Carson but I don't think that means they were like oh my god we're gonna pay mm-hmm. anywhere close to what the Seahawks were willing right. to pay I mean Scott Fitter has that Seattle connection and I think we're gonna see that like this Temple one, continue to be a part of the Panthers' lives. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes when teams express injuries and all that, I wouldn't read too, too much into it. I mean, they do need a backup running back desperately. Like, I I think it's a bigger need than sometimes we give credit to, especially after last year. Sure, yeah. Um, But to me, it kind of comes down to, again, like that value thing, where if, like, the Panthers view Mike Davis a certain way and – I wouldn't have paid Mike Davis what the Falcons did if I was the Panthers. He made way too much money last. I mean, it worked out, but like if he was just a backup, he made a ton of money last year. Um, And I think Chris Carson is a better running back than Mike Davis. I don't think that's a debate. (laughs) So I think if there was a chance, if the Panthers made a phone call and they were like, hey, you're not signing anywhere, what's the going rate? And like, we're like, oh, we'll give you a year five mil. Like, I don't think that's so crazy um but i don't think it's like oh they were gonna pay what the seahawks paid like i think it's looking into all options and that, it's something to keep an eye on because clearly they're looking to upgrade a back running back and um but yeah the mike davis thing is they didn't want to pay him what other teams did yes
0: is i mean is he, he going is. is he going to atlanta to start
1: I mean, it looks that way. they don't yeah. have. They could definitely address yeah. that position in the draft, and I would not right. you know, that I don't know Atlanta's roster as as in depthly, but right, right now he is the starting running back on that yeah. roster. So it's
0: a decent deal for a starting running back, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, running backs <laughs> are so. I mean, you think there's like some like James Conner is still a free agent, like there's and whatever yeah. about James Conner, but there's like yeah. I mean, for a running back, like if you can get three million guaranteed you get it like like it's hard to like it this is probably a conversation for another day but like the Christian McCaffrey contract (laughs) I have a lot of feelings about so like not most running backs don't get that is my point though and like if you can get the certain amount guaranteed you know good for you and a starting opportunity I don't know what more you'd ask for yeah and Mike Davis wasn't starting with the Panthers right so like he might as well try to
0: Fingers crossed, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I won't even count. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless a certain someone moves elsewhere. But yeah, yeah. I'm tell, that's why I'm telling you that the contract restructure is more interesting than maybe we give it credit for.
0: No, I, I hadn't even thought about that. But you're right. I mean, that yeah. makes him harder to trade and
1: it pushes back more dead cap on yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. just something to keep in mind.
0: Thinking about the draft, Elena. Do you have a ranking of quarterbacks that you think either the Panthers are, you know, their Panthers rankings or, or even your rankings if you're not sure what the Panthers are thinking. Uh, it seems like it's Trey Lance at the top, but do they, do they like fields maybe more than we give them credit for?
1: Um, you might need to ask me okay. that next week, just cause like, they're really like, if you talk to teams, um, just across, like if you talk around the league, like, these pro days like that's why when we say who's Mm -hmm. not at them or who is like they're putting it without the combine like getting the chance to see these guys throw in person like like i heard someone talking about the jets like they're holding off on what they're Mm -hmm. doing with sam darnold like until they see these guys throw in person because that's the importance of it um i think trey lance i someone i was talking about this other day too Pro days make a quarter, like, everyone looks good at their pro, like, who comes away from their pro day and we're like, "Mm, his stock went down a little bit. Like, it's very rare. The pro day tends to, like, unless you've, like, run Mm. a super slow 40 or something, um, you're like, a quarterback, you're like, oh, his throws look great, (laughs) like, (laughs) he looks fabulous. Like, so I think, I mean, you know, Trey Lance had a great pro day, like, he did, and the Panthers were there. And I think, I do think, you know, there is interest there. Um but I don't know if I could rank it. I think they're, all, they're also interested in Justin Fields and they are expected to have a presence at the Ohio State Pro Day as well next week. Um, and Zach Wilson seems like sure. it may not be yeah. an option, like <laughs> depending on what the Jets do, right? Um, so I, I don't know if I can say for the Panthers, Trey Lance versus um, Justin Fields definitively. Um, I do think um, <laughs> for yeah, me, yeah. I can say, I guess yeah. then um uh, (laughs) Trey Lance makes me nervous because and I think this is how teams are gonna have to look at it too I mean he just hasn't played so you know like his playing is so limited um and that makes me nervous but like I also think like I've been on I've been saying this for a couple months now my best scenario if I'm the Panthers is not Deshaun Watson but to draft a Trey Lance um and I think it would be Trey Lance to draft Trey Lance and start yep. Teddy Bridgewater yep. week one. Like to me, that is the, for the organization as a whole that makes the most sense um, because they can build, that gives you time to build. And also this quarterback who you can probably get maybe at mm-hmm. four, you know, like maybe you don't have to trade up as far. Um, and he can develop behind a quarterback who, I mean, people can't say enough nice things about, like, he seems like he would be a fantastic mm-hmm. mentor. Um, and that makes the most sense to me. So that would be my ideal for the Panthers right now. But I do think we're now, we're Justin Fields, I think, because his pro days later hasn't gotten quite as much, you know, attention. But I think he'll also have an excellent pro day. And I think that, you know, we'll see where things stand after that.
2: Now, is there any possibility the Panthers do not pick a quarterback? In the first round, and that's obviously not for trading for Deshaun Watson.
1: Yes, okay. What are the chances? Sure, (laughs) Um, it would only be so. I think, I mean, that offensive line is like not great. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the chances. They, I think the chances are low if the Deshaun, if there's not a other quarterback, I think the chances are, very, are low, but I do think the two positions I could see them potentially that would make the most sense to me and that I've, you know, heard they're keeping it. I mean, there's other ones, but I, I'm offensive line left tackle. Let's be real left tackle and corner are the ones like if they don't get those fixed you could make the case they should address that in the first round over quarterback. Like I, I think it's a weak case, but you could make it. Um, I think those are two, they could, um, but they, they they're going to address the quarterback in some capacity. Do you think, so do you think that they,
0: that? It, it sounds to me like you're saying that if they want fields or Lance or Wilson, that they're going to have to trade up to get them. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yes that's where things are right now. Yeah. I mean, I think the only one, it seems like the way things mm-hmm. are flowing just across the league is like, unless it's Mac Jones yeah. or someone after, mm-hmm. you know, someone we don't talk about, you're going to have to be in that top yeah. six. Like they're going to like <clears throat> eight is that Washington win <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that caused <laughs> the big commotion yeah. killed them. Like it, it they're feeling it because yeah, the quarterback they want is, Unless it's Mac yeah. Jones, yeah. which I think those those other four, by all accounts, will not. Be are they
0: easy. still talking about how how much that Washington win built character? And you know, are we still very excited about that win? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think you know, had we lost that game, oh, no. <laughs> would we still would we still be
1: okay? Oh, with no, that? you
0: know, I don't know. Um.
1: <laughs> no, that it didn't. Let's just say yeah, it didn't right. age well. Let's say that <laughs> it. it it uh when you're seeing these quarterbacks well who would expect like four quarterbacks yeah. to go like that early yeah. is yeah. really crazy um but I think it speaks to the quarterback mm. class this year and like also the teams like there's so many teams who need yeah. a quarterback like it's like the list is vast you know I mean you could be thinking like mm-hmm. even the Bears and like the Patriots so like there's there's an expansive list so you're not
0: just looking at the teams that are in the top five it's also teams that could trade up to the top five and and yeah
1: Washington is another that like Ryan Fitzpatrick's not the (laughs) long-term answer so
2: Cincinnati is gonna get a ton of draft capital if they trade out of that
1: yeah, but they they can also get a really great offensive yeah. lineman, but, so it's tough. Yeah, it's tough.
2: I mean, they could drop to eight. Like, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, what? Doesn't eight sound great?
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask you real quick about Matt Stafford because the Panthers reportedly made an offer, uh, which included the number eight pick. Mm. Yes, um, they did. What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, he's, a, he's not an old quarterback, but he is in his 30s, early 30s. Um, hasn't had a ton of success winning-wise, but very talented. You know, would you have been happy with that? And, and any other thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, they did. They, they offered a trade that included uh-huh. Teddy Bridgewater and some picks. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. – is this personally or like for the yeah. – personally for me, they did make the offer and they were involved in that. I thought it was not a good idea. Um, I think, so we're at this point where like this team is, (laughs) this team, we had heard so much, they're rebuilding, they're building, they're adding pieces. This Mm -hmm. is going to take time. Be patient. You know, this Mm -hmm. is the process. All these words. And then to, to go after Matthew Stafford, who is at that the end of his career, mm-hmm. right? He's at the right. latter half of his career, certainly, probably the last quarter, you know, didn't yeah. fit to me. It doesn't, like, this team's in two places. They're building, right? They're rebuilding this roster. They're also desperate for a quarterback. <laughs> Some of that doesn't align, like, <laughs> That it doesn't all mesh. Like Matthew Stafford, solid quarterback. He would make this offense better. He would be better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think that's like that controversial to say, but like his age and his, where he is in his career to me, like if I was Matthew Stafford, I'd be like, yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> like, what? Why would I do that? Like, I don't get it for him. I didn't get it I understood why it's because they were so quarterback motivated to get someone new and he was a good, viable option. But just shows to me, like this team kind of being, um, you know, rebuilding, but also like desperately wanting a quarterback is kind of how I view it.
2: With them being so desperate and open about desperate to upgrade the quarterback position, do you think there's yes. any? resentment that's going to happen or anything that's going to happen when Teddy Bridgewater comes in next year, if he's on this roster.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater a better person than I am because <laughs> I would be, <laughs> I'd have a lot of feelings. The Panth- <laughs> I mean, there's a, it, the Panthers made the mistake of signing him, you know, that's not on Teddy Bridgewater for taking a good deal with the offensive coordinator. He's, you know, mm-hmm. like that he knows, like that's, That's on the Panthers. Um, I think, you know, if Teddy's still on this roster and, you know, if I think if he's on this roster, he's at least in the conversation for starting um, early in the season, I think he'll be okay. Like, I think he'll come in and do his job. And, like, you know, it doesn't do him any favors to come in pissed off and, like, playing poor – you know, like, that doesn't do anything for him. Um, so I think like I said I think he's a better person than I am and he'll come in and you know he's dealt with a lot of crap in his career and I think by, by all accounts like he'll be okay and like everyone's <laughs> like oh he'll handle it fine but like it doesn't make anyone happy I mean they told him that they he was offered in that Matthew Stafford trade so he's not like gonna come in like thrilled but I think he'll be he'll be, he'll be okay
0: yeah uh, yes. And, you know, even even dating back to last year when they signed Teddy, you know, that to, me, to Jerry and I was a surprise because, as you said, David Tepper had been very clear <laughs> about we want to build long term here. We want a sustained, you know, he wants to get out of the mediocrity. And then they go and they sign a quarterback for 20 million dollars a year when, you know, we had Kyle Allen on the on the roster and Will Greer and, you know, guys that could have started, you know especially if you're looking mm-hmm. to build you're not looking to win right away or you're, you're not expecting to win right away uh and that or draft mm-hmm. Trevor
2: Lawrence like yeah, you were hoping yeah.
0: um <laughs> and then and then this year they make this offer and it sounded to me like it was pretty far down the road for Matt Stafford like I heard that they were drawing up physical you know appointments and things like that I don't know if, if they were that far but that's what I heard um so what are they doing like you know are they <laughs> do they want to I mean obviously you always want to win but is the plan still to, to slow build this thing and build a consistent winner, or are they trying to jump the gun a little bit?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's a combination. I don't think it's necessarily like that mm-hmm. cut. You know, like, I don't think it's... Yes, I mean, this defense is in the middle yeah. of rebuilding. Like, I don't think there's... that's just the, Like, if you look at this defense, that's what it is. But I do think, I mean to me like the interest in Deshaun which is like which starts with very strongly starts with David Tepper and like is kind of one person described it to me Mm -hmm. as an obsession so like it's like not necessarily like thinking yeah I have I mean I told (laughs) you how I felt about it so I mean I think I think the idea right now with the Panthers is they can fix the quarterback position And, like, hopefully getting this winning thing happening sooner. Like, I don't think the patience thing is – I think that's a little bit more in the back than it should be from David Tepper's perspective Um, and Matt Mm -hmm. Rules. You know, like, they're being a little – what can we do to win a little sooner maybe? Um, But I don't think being aggressive at quarterback means this team is going to win tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, let's – to play it out quickly, Mm -hmm. they get Deshaun, Right. This offensive line, we talked about it, is still a mess. And they now don't have... Lots of picks. (laughs) Let's say they lose their second-round pick, right? They lose their second-round pick. Okay, you're not going to get as good of a left. You know, like, you miss those opportunities. Deshaun Watson's going to get sacked a lot of times. (laughs) Like, a lot of times. And the offense will be exciting. But they're not going to be in the Mm -hmm. NFC Championship game next year. So, I think... I think it's a combination, and I think in some aspects, being so intent on the quarterback doesn't really mesh, like the like we said with the Matthew Stafford thing. It doesn't mesh with where some of the roster. So is. I have a
0: theory, and you can tell me if I'm crazy. Um, okay. I think <laughs> that they were so competitive last year, and they lost so many close games that
1: maybe
0: mm-hmm. you know maybe it's a right, but they've got a sense that this roster is is close that they're so close to if only we had the quarterback Mm -hmm. that zero and eight in you know one score or less games would have turned into you know five and three and then we'd be right in the playoffs Mm -hmm. so you know is that what they're thinking and maybe is that right to think that way
1: so what i heard is like from some people inside the building is that we made too big of a deal we the media (laughs) which maybe i shouldn't say we the media made too big of a deal of the zero and eight thing the you know teddy being zero and eight with the game on the line or a tie game on the line um which is uh-huh. still a glaring yeah. statistic mm-hmm. and i think but it, it is not all on teddy and I, I i agree with that we tried to make that clear it's on uh-huh. joey sly's leg it's on joe brady who i think had a which we don't talk about enough an mm-hmm. average year yeah, as mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, there were some really questionable decisions because he's learning mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, but it's partly on him. It's partly on Matt rule because he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that because I think that 0 and eight thing though, like for David Tepper, <laughs> not to make this much on him, but for some people in the organization too, like you see that and you're like, well, if we had a better quarterback, we would have won mm-hmm. some of those games. And like you said, you know, that yeah. changes the record, you know, and it would have. Um, and I think if they had a better quarterback in some of those yeah. games, they would have won. I don't, I don't think that's up for debate. I think it's, <laughs> I mean, we saw some of those games. He made some stupid decisions Yeah. in some of them. So I don't think you're off. I think it definitely, I think those end of game situations really hurt like how we view Teddy Bridgewater agree. and for yeah. better or for worse. And it's part of his, career but like those we focus yeah. on that we focus on that as part of his time with the Panthers um and why you know if, like you said I I don't okay. think you're off I think it's I think it's um not <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <What>? I, the <laughs> oh thing, like it really does it is it's something and I think well it's something yeah, yeah. A- yeah and, and, and a they're lot.
0: they're proving yeah. that it's something because they're desperate to go out and replace him right so yeah. I guess they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. Were, were they surprised at how good they were last year or how competitive they were last year?
1: Um, yeah. It depends who you ask. I think, I mean, I, I talked to someone at the beginning of the year who was like, if we yeah. win five games, like, I'm trying yeah, to get us did, to win five right? games. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then I think, like, you don't, like, I think Matt Rule on a realistic day would be like, yeah, you know, we weren't gonna yeah. like win the Super Bowl, but like, you weren't gonna tell him midseason sure. that they were like <laughs> not making. You know, like that's right, which is what course. you want from a coach. You don't want a coach who's like, "We're gonna win three games." Um, so I think they were a little bit, yeah. Um, I also think that you know they believe strongly, and I, I think it's almost more frustrating for them how mm-hmm. like those close games because it's one thing yeah. if you're just like bad. But like to be in so many games, I think it's yeah, yeah. frustrating. So. Yeah,
2: trust me. There were so many games I felt frustrated <laughs> at the end of.
1: Uh, I mean, I, when I was writing about this, I was like, "Can we yeah. not have a close game? <laughs> like, finish what I'm doing?" Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think the defense really like props more mm-hmm. props to Phil Snow yep. than like he gets because I thought the defense to me was like much, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the end of the season, much better than expected. And, you know, that's a big positive going into this year is that that defense is, I mean, Jeremy Chen, I, I can't wait to see what yeah. he does in year two.
2: Now with, you know, bringing in uh Perryman and everything, it seems like they're going to drop mm-hmm. him more back into the safety. Do you think that's going to actually affect yep. the way he plays? Cause he seemed to be really good kind of in that linebacker spot of getting to the running backs and, you know, making those quick plays.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I think he will right now with how the roster is, I think he will um, be more in that safety spot and their kind, their whole thing the whole time has been like, well, it depends on who we add and like what we do, but it will, like Phil Snow said it, like it'll lengthen his career. Yeah um if he's in that safety role so I think that is you know that's part of their intent and we're seeing that play out in free agency um I'm not I mean I think he played really well in that linebacker role but I don't think like when we see Jeremy Chin's gonna be playing more safety like it's not like he's gonna be sitting but you know like (laughs) he's not gonna be sitting back there play after play like I think they're still gonna move him I mean they're gonna move him around a ton they're gonna you know he's not gonna be like predictable to be in one spot um yeah so i do think it'll change his approach though and i think he's going to have even more learning to do um but i don't doubt they wouldn't be making the move if they thought um he couldn't play as well or you know be successful at that spot he's too important to what they're doing yeah
0: the length in his career thing i, I don't know why it sort of hits me the wrong way because it, to me it sounds like really? all right, we're going to put him, we're going to put him back there to be safe. Right. We don't want to hurt him. We don't want him in on too many plays. Like, but that's what he's great at. Like, you know, being right there, he's diagnosing plays, he's getting in there. Uh, You know, so I I guess I was a little concerned, like, is he just going to be back there where Trey Boston was and just kind of hang out and, you know, whenever a play comes to him, that's where he is. Is that wasting his talent? To me, that would be wasting his talent, but
1: Yeah. I view it more as like lessening like Mm -hmm. those hits and not eliminating if that makes, you know, like if it's either, he's staying at linebacker and he's moving back, you know, like moving back to safety, like he did last year or some, or he's like safety, but he's moving up. Like I, it's not to me, like he's not going to be Trey Boston. Um, Trey Boston did come (laughs) up a couple of times, but he's not, he's not going to be that Um, he, I think he, you know, the lengthening the career is an interesting thing because I think it's, is it like Luke Kuechly recency like seeping into everyone's mind? I don't know. Um, But I think it's, the idea is to lessen the hits, not eliminate them. And, you know, if it's not working, I will move him back. Like I, I'm not, you know, they're going to, they're going to do what's best. You know, if he's not, Playing up to what he used to, I think they will make him. I'm not a
0: monster like saying that I want him to get hurt, but <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> but I want him to be utilized in 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 the best no, possible no. way. Where because I mean, I just well, I would have yeah. put him any, everywhere because he's just no. so good, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he'll be he'll be all over and you know Matt Rule. Yeah. They they love him, you know. Like they're they're yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. So they'll do whatever it takes to get the best Jeremy Chin they can get.
2: I just have one last question. Uh, do you okay. have anything else,
0: Steven? I got several other things. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I, well, you know, I kind of wanted to know, what was your favorite moment of the 2020
1: season? Um, my favorite moment? This is really sad and, <laughs> like, not Panthers fan-friendly, really. Okay. There's two things. Going to that stadium. I went to that stadium in L.A. Uh, and covered that game. Yeah. The stadium's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. So if that was like a personal, like, and to play in it, like yeah. I can't imagine, like it, it was just, when things are back to normal, highly, highly recommend. It is beautiful. It's like inside, outside. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, that was really, it's like, it, it like <laughs> takes your breath away. It was awesome. Um, the other thing was being in, again, this is not like cheery, but being in New Orleans um, and they played, this was crazy because they didn't show it on tv they played um joey Sly's missed kick from the new orleans game last year in the mm. superdome oh. and it like with the sound on and it was like while he was preparing to make oh. the kick he missed yeah wow. so <laughs> it was like just a moment and it was like you know the new orleans band that wasn't that full because of covid and like it was just like I was like, are they really doing that? And it was just like, so like, it really stood out in my mind. Cause like, I think we forget how much of kicking mm-hmm. is mental sometimes. And like all of the things that go into it. And then like, I remember I asked Joey about it after, and he like had no idea yeah. or he was lying, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> which is also possible. But he pretended like he had no idea. Um, and to me, that was like some, one of those things that like you had to be there to see and we didn't get to be at everything this year. So that was like just a weird moment um, that like most fans didn't get to experience.
0: I got one more Jerry and then you can close it out. Um, Well, I'm curious about the 2021 season. And if you've heard anything about how you guys are going to cover it, is it going to be, are you going to be able to be in the press box at every game and on the field and at practice? Do you know if things are going to be any little bit back to normal?
1: Yeah, we don't know yet. Unfortunately, Um, other NFL teams have started letting um, reporters at press conferences. Most notably, that Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott (laughs) re-signing, which was like very elaborate. I I I covered the Cowboys for a a hot sec, and it's beautiful. Um, But that was very elaborate. But um, you know, we're hoping it's going to be baby steps. It's going to be like, okay, can we be there for like an outside press conference Mm -hmm. with like Matt Rule, and then like fighting our way back. So. Um, hopefully everyone get their vaccine Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll promote it because it it gives us better access um, and it helps helps you get more information on the Panthers so we're crossing our fingers but it's going to be slow moving so um, I was told last season not to expect an open locker room this coming year so that is what I am expecting now but I'm hopeful it'll change and we will be optimistic but no, nothing definitive right now. Just because yeah. that's, and we don't know if there's going to be like we're expecting not in person OTAs and like that sort of thing, which would yeah, <laughs> mean we're definitely not going to be there. But we will see the NFL, the oh, the owners and the coaches yeah. are fighting <laughs> for in person OTAs, so we will see.
2: All right, and my final question: Who will yeah. the Panthers draft in this year's draft? Uh-oh. In the first round, obviously.
1: Oh, no. Don't make me do it. (laughs) I don't know. Um,
2: I mean, obviously. I just don't
1: know. Like, if they have a pick, we're assuming they have a pick. Assuming. Am I allowed to, like, mess you guys and change my answer in a couple weeks? Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I will go with because of having to move up. Uh, it's just because like, the <laughs> Justin Fields thing is so in the air I'm going to go with Trey Lance as okay. we stand today okay. um, because I think there's a lot that's appealing there's a lot that's appealing to me about him and a Joe Brady offense specifically um, so I'm going to go tentatively with him but you know <laughs> <laughs> I I really do think like Justin Fields is also like very intriguing and Matt Rule is close with some of the Ohio State coaches um so I think he will know everything he needs to on Justin Fields especially so I think that is also intriguing but while Mac Jones I do not see them picking at this current time (laughs) taking Mac Jones in the top 10 I would say I mean I think I don't know if they view him quite like that um but yeah, so I will I will go with Trey Lance for now with an asset, <laughs> that I'm allowed to change my mind.
0: Yes, as more information comes in, we should all change our mind. Elena Getzenberg, thank you for joining us. Charlotte Observer.
1: Thank uh, you.
0: At A. Getzenberg on Twitter. A great follow.
1: Yes, all of our all of our Charlotte Observer content, charlotteobserver.com. We have all the Panthers coverage. And yes, on Twitter, at A. Getzenberg. And we're going to have a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> the draft is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, and this has already been like, I'm exhausted <laughs> by like this last two weeks. So like the draft is going to yeah. Be crazy.
0: Um, most, is so. there anything you're working on? Any article that we should be looking out for? You're pumping out content like crazy. It's like every day I see something new from you. Sometimes multiple, <laughs> yeah. t- multiple yeah. things a day. S- <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I'm exhausted just hearing about it. Um, no, we're just kind of trying to keep you updated. What I would actually rather say is like if there's something that people want to read or like more questions, like I'm glad you guys asked so many questions. But if there's like more and like some things I don't have the answer to, like I don't know yeah. who they're gonna pick well, yeah exactly. But like, you know, it'd be great. Like if there's questions, like you can DM me or, you know, yeah, DM me. That works. Like, my email is in mm-hmm. my twitter profile um and i i would like love to hear from people about what they want to read or learn more about um because we're writing for you and we want we're trying to keep everyone informed so if there's something that people want to know more about you know please 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 reach out because i'm trying yeah. to keep <laughs> we do it we do it for the fans and like i i am I'm, I'm a fan of teams and i like i i get wanting to know certain things so feel free to reach out with any thoughts or questions or anything all right like
0: everybody you heard her uh, now now the call to arms gotta follow through <laughs> all right well we thank you so much elena tell jonathan we said hey we had him on the podcast uh, last year so yeah um Will and do. hopefully we get to have you on again this was a lot of fun
1: yeah thanks so much
0: this episode is presented by away travel quite simply away makes everything you need for a trip away Away started with the perfect suitcase and then built from there, creating a range of travel standards developed from the travel stories of friends and seatmates. The pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful, with features that solve real travel problems. To give the whole world access to better travel standards, Away took the direct-to-consumer approach to lower prices and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We're teaming up with Away and Podgo to give you the best deal on premium luggage by going to podgo.co slash Away. That's podgo.co slash Away. Away Travel, here to make your journey seamless.
2: Oh, before we (laughs) end this episode, I have a name, this player. Oh, all right. Let's do it. Okay. So this player played his entire career, high school, college, and professional in North Carolina. Hmm.
0: I get some questions here, right? Some yes or no questions. Can I have five? Yes or no? No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no. You get one hint after a 30 seconds. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, let's see. College, so he probably played. All right, I need a hint. Hoover. Oh, Brad Hoover? Hoover. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure he played his entire career in Carolina? He didn't, he didn't yes, go so he anywhere? he played in
2: High Point, High Point High School. He went to Western Carolina, and then he played only for the yeah, Carolina right. Panthers.
0: I was thinking like North Carolina, wait for it, you know, like a bigger, I wasn't even thinking (laughs) Western Carolina. That's a good one. I like Brad Hoover.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes Brad Hoover. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know, please follow us on Twitter at Meow podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at Meow and if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple podcast, we'll read it on our show next week in our play draft player profile. Now that we're actually getting mm-hmm. back to it, Devonte Smith and Jamar chase throwing out the receivers just in case. Um, again, we want to thank Elena Get- Getzenberg for coming on the show and. Yeah. Take it
0: away. Yeah. Uh, great conversation. You guys again, follow her at a Getzenberg on Twitter And subscribe to the Charlotte Observer if you have the money. I mean, it's good to support the local paper. Uh, They're, you know, they're always having rough times. So uh, let's give them some support. Uh, Both Elena and Jonathan are great reads on Charlotte Observer. So Uh, until next week, and there will be two episodes next week, two draft profiles next week. Um, But until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding.